0: Salutations to all the nations welcome to the DD Fuego show hosted by the prettiest, the prettiest podcaster of all time. Okay. The prettiest me Darius D. Hopefully you guys are enjoying your day. If you are new here and wondering and inquiring and pondering to yourself, what does Fuego mean? Here's the fact of the matter is this simply put, it means fire in Spanish. That's all it means. That's all it ever will mean. And if you're a return listener, thank you for stopping by once again. We have a very special episode for you today. But before you do that, before I get to the fact of the matter of the show, I'm going to do something that we customarily do here. And that's ask you to subscribe to this podcast, whether it be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play Music. Okay? Also, what you guys can do is give a good... Star five-star review on Apple iTunes. It does well with the ratings. If you do like the show, you can share. If you care, you will share this show with your family and friends on whatever social media platform you choose to use. And lastly, but definitely not least, if you have any questions or you want if you want to be a part of the question and response, make sure you download the anchor app. Make sure you guys hit the voice messages so you can send me the voice messages so you can be a part of the podcast because I want you guys to be a part of the show as much as possible now like I said before this is another collaboration you thought I was joking with the collaborations I'm not we have a collaboration right now with the host of Jurassic Park 101 and he's gonna introduce himself later on in the show but He's going to do the word of the day. So here we go.
1: All right, guys. So the word of the day is canorous. Canorous, yeah. So it's an adjective, and the definition is pleasant-sounding and melodious. So you guys can put that in your mental lexicon, and you can try and use that in your everyday, you know, in your speech when you talk to anybody, you know, your mom, dad, brothers, sister, teachers. So put conoris in your mental lexicon. Yeah, so there you have it because it is December 28th. That is your
0: word of the day brought to you by Miriam webster So thank you guys for tuning in. This is going to be another Slapper episode with you guys. You guys will know what the episode's about because you read the title. And hopefully you guys can read. This is the DD Vago Show, and we shall return. We are here now. And this is the moment you guys have all been waiting for. This is a time in history that will change life in itself. We have the host of the Jurassic Park 101 show. It used to be called the Raptors Rant Show. And he will introduce himself. And by the way, if you're wondering, yes, he is my cousin. All
1: right, guys. Well, my, na- my name is Emmanuel, as he said, I'm host of the Jurassic Park 101 show. If you are interested in the Toronto Raptors, you know, you like watching them, you you just you, just, you follow them a lot. You know, come by over to the Jurassic Park 101 show and as Darius said, leave please leave a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts to boost the ratings of our show. Thank you very much.
0: Exactly. So like I said, guys, we want you to support the guests that are on the show, whether they are an artist or whether they are an athlete or someone who's comp- well, commentating on athletics. Just whatever they do, just make sure you support them in every way you can. Make sure you follow him. You want to plug your social media.
1: OK, so my Instagram is underscore ES. That's lowercase ES 2000 and for the show the instagram is jp101 you know jurassic park 101 so yeah
0: all right so um yeah make sure you guys follow me too because um that would be deeply appreciated so today we're talking about the greatest sport of all time this actually could be a series where we talk about different sports and why we think uh, that sports are best so if Emmanuel was interested we could do that in the future. But I know school is pretty hectic for the both of us. So we'll see about that. But for today, as you guys can read in the title, we're talking about football and soccer. I played football for approximately five to six years. and Emmanuel's been playing soccer his whole life. I played soccer first because most kids do play soccer first. But then I switched over to the better sport, which is... <laughs> Football. He's laughing, but that's the bottom line because D.D. <laughs> said so. So Emmanuel, make your claim to why you believe soccer.
1: Well, is the best. all right. Just so you guys know, football is not the best. It's not. I don't even know if it's close. Not even. Not even close. But soccer. Okay. You know, soccer. Oh, you don't even need shoes. You don't even need a real ball. You, like there's kids in the third world countries. You know, not throwing any shit to Africa or anything, but. They're not in the best financial state, you know, compared to Canada or the States. But when they play soccer, most, some of the players don't have shoes. You, if you follow soccer, there's a player for Liverpool, Sadio Mane. When he, growing up, he never had shoes. He, he, he claimed going to a trial. He never had proper, he didn't have proper anything, really. So, like, some of the kids in Africa or maybe Brazil, like most of the third world countries, they have they have to make their own ball like using paper and just stuff they find on the floor, on the ground. And they use it as a soccer ball. And then, you know, nets could be two sticks, but it's like, it's, you know, zero dollars, right? So you don't really have to pay to make your own ball and then you don't need to play barefoot, right? So zero dollars. But football, see, you have to buy pads because no one's playing football without pads. Unless it's is rugby, but that's not football. So you need pads, you need a helmet, you need cleats, and then you need like, you need pads for your legs as well, not only upper body and then the legs as well. So compared to making your own ball, that's going to cost at least a few hundreds of dollars. Plus, if you play in an actual league, you have to pay for registration plus pads. So, I mean, compare that to soccer. So if you play regulars like an actual league, it may cost you probably mostly hundred and fifty bucks unless you want to play rep, which is probably anywhere from $500 and up. And then academy is probably in the thousands. But, you know, just to play housing football, like, that's hundreds of dollars.
0: It's hundreds of dollars because it's the better sport. You pay your premium. First of all, there's one fallacy that you made and you neglected to mention. Football is not, unless you're talking about just contact football, there's also flag football, two-touch football. When we were kids, all we had at recess is a football that's all you need. And you go from there, even if it's a simple Nerf ball, which is probably no more than $20, $20 hairs at your local Walmart. Yes, I understand that football is only in North America because I think Mexico is getting into it right now as well. And they're trying to expand to Europe with the international games and such. But what I do have to say in regards to football it can be very cheap, but it also can be very expensive. And it depends because you can also, when you join the club, you do not have to buy the equipment. You just make a small deposit. And then if you return the equipment at the best condition that you receive, those same equipment, you get your money back as well. If you are interested in playing football long-term, if you buy shoulder pads, I still have shoulder pads to this day, Whenever I want to go play football, I can just put it, slap those on, and it's there. The only thing I would have to do is rent the helmet for the specific team that I'm playing with because the, usually the clubs provide all the equipment for you. You just have to return. So really and truly, all you really have to buy are the gloves. If you play receiver, linebacker, running back, or DB, and cleats. And if you're playing soccer for the most part, if you want to play Rep or higher, more than likely you're gonna play with cleats. If you are just talking about playing for fun, like I said, it's you still have to play a lot more, and you probably buy more shoes than football players do
1: in regards to
0: soccer boots. So that's all I have to say in regards to that argument.
1: So okay, well, another reason. See, soccer, everyone knows soccer is probably like played all over the world. And then the football, I mean, that's like... The CFL, NFL, and then, I don't know. I've never heard of any other league of football.
0: There is other leagues, but they're just not as prominent.
1: See, but soccer. There's a Premier League. That's in England. There's the Bundesliga in Germany. League League 1, or League 1 for France. There's Serie A, Italy, and I'm forgetting one.
0: La Liga.
1: Yeah, La Liga, Spain, that one. All right, see... Five leagues. Those are the five major leagues for soccer, and then there's other leagues like MLS. MLS is still good, but I mean, it's not. It's getting better, though. Yeah, but like, or
0: used to be garbage.
1: But like, compared to Europe and Spain and those countries,
0: yeah.
1: So and then there's other leagues. There's leagues in Brazil. There's leagues in Portugal. So there's a lot more soccer leagues than football. So expose there's more exposure all different countries and then before regular okay so the five major leagues their season starts around September and it goes to around second week of May around there right and then in the summers that's when MLS is so if you're like a really 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 big so- soccer fan like me I'd watch all MLS too and then I can watch all the five major leagues from September to May. And then before that they have like in preseason they have the international cup where it really doesn't, I, I don't think it counts for much. It's not, it's more of a time where the managers can like experiment with the squad. Some players, some of the, like the more like Ronaldo, sometimes you won't even show up because he goes, goes on vacation. Cause he's not mandatory for him. Right. Cause it's not really, doesn't count for much. So the big players don't really play that much, but the younger players, like the youngsters, they play more to, you know, see what, show what they can do. So, in international, they play like all over the world. Like they'll have like Atlético versus Dortmund. They'll play in Miami. They'll play Soldier Field, which is in Chicago. They play in Singapore. They play in China. They play in Portugal, France. Like although Portugal and France already are already like soccer nations, but they have it all over the world just to expose the sport to everyone. You know, just to include they pretty much include everyone. And so no one feels left out. But the thing with soccer, like what frowned upon is usually in Europe, is the racism. That's a huge, 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 like, issue with soccer. But
0: but that's more or less doing with politics, you would say, I would say. It's not necessarily to do with the sport of soccer in general. It just deals with the climate that they're in. There's racism, There used to be racism in football as well, in basketball in North America. But it has gone down a lot more because majority of the league for those two sports that I mentioned are predominantly black anyways. I think the percentage, if I'm not mistaken, for football is like 50 to 60 percent African-American. So basketball would be even more. But in regards to what you said about soccer, yeah, it's more exposed. Sure, it's more exposed. I can't argue it, but here's what I have to say about that. It's more exposed because it's been out longer than football. That's the only thing that you could say because it's been around here so long. I like to say it used to be classified as a official sport around the 1800s, if I'm not mistaken, but they probably were playing it before then.
1: That's true. That's so true.
0: it's been out longer, so that's the only reason why more, most people know it. And I think it's because it's more of the simple sport. Fast football, most kids start playing around when they're eight years old. I don't agree with that. I think you should start playing football when you're at least the age of 12. In North America, especially in the States, they love football. There's not a single state in America that doesn't know about the game of football. A lot of people argue and say that we should change it because we don't really use our feet that much, which is true. But the exposure is getting bigger now because we have the internet and the the NFL in general, as well as the college football leagues, as well as the CFL and some of the other, and the University of Canada, Canada's and universities football. What they're doing now is they're going on social media and they're pushing the football agenda. And now a lot of people are getting in to football the ratings are doing better well not last season because of the whole color kaepernick issue but since then it's gone up and we have one of the most electrifying events in sports history period the super bowl
1: okay well um (laughs) i don't We have the World Cup, you know. That's pretty well watched throughout the whole world.
0: I don't think it's doing as well as it did before.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Compared
0: to the Super Bowl, because now the Super Bowl, because the NFL is so smart, they put everything in it to put people to join in and watch. You start off with the anthem, the anthem sometimes, with the most impactful singers and celebrities. Then from there, you go, you do the first game, it's usually the top two teams in the league, obviously, with any sport. Then from there, you have the halftime show. The halftime show has the biggest celebrities of all time. Michael Jackson started it, the King of Pop. You had Beyonce do it. You had Bruno Mars do it. You had Prince. You had all those guys. I don't listen to them, but I think Justin really did it this past year. You have everybody, and I think Coldplay did it last year. So you have the top people in the music industry always dying and wanting to go to the Pepsi halftime show. And then also you have the commercials that always hit top trending on YouTube that everybody wants to see. So you have a demographic for everybody. From someone as young as two years old to somebody as old as 99. Everyone would sit down and watch the Super Bowl. I have people that I know who hate football or don't watch football, period, but watch the Super Bowl. So it has the ability to draw people in.
1: Okay, but you said with the most electrifying event with the Super Bowl, Um, I think FIFA, like the World Cup final... Okay, one time, I was was at George Brown. I went to George Brown. Great school, right? And I was taking the assessment, okay? I was coming home, walking to the bus stop, right? And there was Brazil versus Belgium were playing at the time, okay? I thought Belgium was going to win because they're better. I think they're better, but whatever, right? And Belgium must have scored, right? And I'm walking, and there's a cafe awake, a few, like, maybe... 1,500 meters down around there, right? And they must, someone score And all you hear is pure screaming everywhere where I got to the point where I had to, you know, turn my head because I got frightened a bit. And you just see everyone cheering, jumping around, shouting and everything, right? So for soccer and then with a World Cup final, I think it would be way more, you know, exposed just because soccer is played, everywhere you know I think more people would watch the Super Bowl or watch the World Cup final rather than the Super Bowl because even though Super Bowl is playing they're trying to push it more to Europe and they play they play in England I think and in Mexico soccer is just already is already in England and Mexico you know and it's already in North America and for the World Cup final i so, a billion people in 2014, when Germany versus Argentina, where Argentina lost in extra time to Mar- Mario Götze where he scored the one goal to, you know, bring home the trophy. When they face, a billion people watch the World Cup final at home or in public. I mean, there's around 7 to 8 billion people on earth. So, 1 billion people, that's that's a lot. So, Honestly, I don't think Super Bowl would be doing that. Bringing in those numbers compared to soccer, which I said played all over the world, and you know it's enjoyed by everybody. And as I said, played all over the world. There's more. There's leagues. China top five major leagues. Leagues Mexico, Argentina, Brazil. There's even and then leagues in Africa. As I said, England five major. So it's. I think the more people watch soccer than football. I'm I'm not really a football fan. Like, I don't watch it during the regular season because, to me, sometimes I think it's boring because, you know, play, then you stop, then you play, then you stop, play and stop over and over again. And, you know, I can't be bothered to be sitting and watch (laughs) them stop. uh,
0: I'm going to have to stop you right there (laughs) disrespecting the greatest sport of all time. This is what I have to say in regards to that. It's stop and go, stop and go because... It takes a lot of mental capacity to play football. A lot of people run their mouth and continue to spew the unmitigated (laughs) goal. Saying that football players are a bunch of dumb jocks. I think football players have one of the highest IQs in any sport. And here's why. The amount of time and energy you spend orchestrating game plan is basically I equate football to battle to warfare because the tactics that's involved in the strategy in order to win takes so much because you're only as good as the person beside you. There's not one person that could completely change the game. The only position that you could say that could cost or win a game for you guys is quarterback. That's pretty much it. Other than and even if the quarterback has no receivers to throw to or doesn't have an efficient offensive line, they cannot do anything. So it's more of a team sport and it's more of a mental sport. Most people say that football is chess and the rest of the sports are checkers. It takes more strategy in football than it does in soccer. In regards to soccer, a lot of the time, I'm not saying it doesn't have any strategy at all, I'm just saying it has more strategy. In regards to soccer, I think in my opinion, that it could be considered more boring than football. Because football has a constant hitting. When you see that someone score a touchdown is amazing. The pandemonium, you see someone get a sack, pandemonium. And soccer, half the game, they're running down up and down the field. I like soccer. My favorite team is Liverpool FC, Ghost Daniel Sturridge. Hopefully I can get you on the show. If you listen to this, I don't think you are, but it doesn't matter. But soccer in itself, I'll say it takes a lot more conditioning without question. But half the game, unless if someone scores, what if it's a shutout and then they call full time and then that's it? Then it's just pretty much just watch people jog up and down the field for a good 90 minutes.
1: I mean, okay, you're right. I mean, it can't. There are there are boring te- there are boring parts of the game, which I know I I, I agree. I have seen it. However, as you said, with you can't win with, with the it's more of a team effort. Same with soccer. I think the most important part of a soccer team would be the goalie, because if a if a forward makes a mistake, right? Let's say he dribbles up and loses the ball, then you have your midfielders, and then you have your defenders, center backs, left back, and right back. Or if you use three center backs and you don't, or you have the left wing backs, but anyways, you have those other guys to you know try and get the ball, steal the ball, gain possession, and you know do what you need to do on on the offensive part, right? But a goalie, if a goalie messes up, chances are you know it's gonna result in a goal. If you watched last season the Champions League final with Liverpool, where they they lost, and Loris Karius, he's, if you watched, he made. Like some really bad airs, and as I said, if a goalie messes up most of the time, it's gonna end up in the back of the net. So I think that's the most important. But soccer like the tactics for soccer, it's obviously maybe maybe in football you have to memorize more because you know you have to do the plays and the routes and stuff. That's that's true, obviously. But for soccer, although it's boring sometimes, not all the time. There's still tactics, unless they want, they play tiki-taka style. That's usually Barcelona, how they play. That's pretty much where you just pass the ball. You make triangles pretty much until you find the opening, and then you go and score. So if you have one person, you should have two other options at all times to pass it to, and that's how you keep possession. Some players, some teams like to keep possession. Some teams like to, you know counterattack so they absorb all the attack and then they all of a sudden just like that quick 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 they go and try and score right so i mean i understand where dds coming from with the tactics with football compared to soccer and then soccer's mental mental game too One, if if you guys know soccer you know players latan ibrahimovic <laughs> Probably the most arrogant, you know, guy I've ever heard yeah, speak. I don't
0: even think he's that arrogant. I think it's just confidence.
1: Yeah, I like him. But sometimes some of the stuff he says is outlandish, you know, right? But as he said, one time he said how if you don't have a confidence in a move, don't do it, right? Because if, if you don't believe in yourself, there's no point because confidence is very, 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 very important in soccer, you know, let alone all sports. Because if you don't have, like, if you're going to shoot the ball, right? Wayne Gretzky said 100% of the shots you don't take won't go in. So if you're not – like, a striker is going to miss. You're not going to score all your goals, all your shots. It's going to happen, but a striker needs to be taking shots. You need to test the waters. You don't test the keeper. Eventually, you'll score. You'll keep shooting, keep shooting, open up chances for your team. But confidence is important. So soccer with your head, mentally, your mental game is very important as well with your physical game. You know, fitness is very, very, very important for soccer. You gotta be. Have to have the stamina. Stamina is key. Hustle. You have sprint speed, very important. Sprint for a long time. You know you have to run back, run back and forth, back and forth. As you said, that is not easy to do for ninety minutes, right? And uh, but overall, I say mentally, like I think maybe football have a little more tactics to be. Memorize. They have more tactics.
0: We have to memorize the playbooks longer than you guys because there's a lot. If you actually play from high school to college, it's a big jump. Going over game film is very intensive. If you play on offense or defense, it doesn't matter. You got to know your assignments. Matter of fact, if you do play at the collegiate level, each time you play a game, if you're starting, you have to memorize. Even if you're not starting, you have to memorize. Uh, your assignment for that game or your assignments for that game, whether you be on special teams or on the main twelve, if you play Canada, main eleven, if you play in America, and you have to make sure you know what that player does and match it up to a T. If not, you're getting lambasted in the locker room. So we're gonna, with that note, we're gonna make a quick intermission. We will be right back with this great debate. Okay, guys, we are back with facts and facts only, okay? The bottom line, the bottom line. We're talking about soccer versus football. I believe football is the best sport in the world. Emmanuel believes soccer is the greatest sport in the world, but I disagree. But Emmanuel, state some facts for the people for your case.
1: All right. I'm sure you guys probably wouldn't know I'm going to come with this, but, you know, it has to be said. There are some health risks involving football concussions, you know, damage of brain damage, you know, not healthy for the brain. If you guys seen the movie Concussion with Will Smith,
0: bad accent, (laughs) I can't lie, that was a horrible accent, but the movie was so good. But Will, the accent ain't it. I called Chief and he said it ain't it. (laughs)
1: But if you guys seen it, you know what you know, you know what it's about pretty much and how it relates to football because it basically is about football and, you know, the health risks that you go through. I'm not saying never – I'm not saying don't play football. If you want to play – if that's your dream to play football and play football, I'm not going to follow your dream. I'm not going to stop you. But I think you should know what you're getting yourself into before you get into it. Similar to the boxing, you know, you get hit in the head – like. You're going to get hit in the head eventually, no matter how good. boxer you are. Yeah, like Floyd Mayweather, probably the the best defensive boxer in history. He's been hit in the head. He's been knocked down before, right? So you're going to get hit in the head eventually. Even if you're the greatest of all time, you will get hit in the head. Even Muhammad Ali, before he passed, he had Parkinson's syndrome. Why? Because he was hit in the head. If you don't know what that means, it basically, you're, you're shaking a lot. So... He got hit in the head, you know. So when you play box, or when you don't play boxing, when you do, when you're a box, when you box, <laughs> sorry, when you box, you're gonna get hit in the head, and the more you get hit in the head, you know, the you're gonna feel it. You're gonna you're gonna feel it long down the run, stronger and stronger, right? I think that's same with football because even though you have a helmet, I think the helmet does it protects you, but to a certain extent. Where if you have, let's say, Dak Prescott, Cleo Mack running into each other. Bam, head on, helmet to helmet. Like that. Uh, even with the helmet, it's still going to, you know, it's going to damage you. Like you you, you you're going to get con- you're going to get a concussion, right? So and then as he said, players are it's like warfare pretty much. Players are banging to each other all over the field all the time. People are going to get knocked out. People are going to get, you know, broken necks, people are going to get broken bones. So in soccer I'm not soccer. You get injured. You get. You're gonna get. You will be injured. I'm not gonna say you're not gonna get injured. You will 100% get injured if you're if you're a high level. Like unless you're you're really young and you play house league, I mean it's not that serious, so you won't get injured. But higher up the ladder you go, professional, one point in your career you're gonna get hurt. I don't. I'm like concussion. You, it's possible. It's not the rate is obviously not as high as football because you're not running into each other. You get muscle spasms and muscle cramps. You can break your leg. I mean, last season, Manchester City, that's my favorite team. They were playing Liverpool, and one of their players, Sadio Mane, kicked our goalkeeper in the head. Size 10 boot, studs up, right in the guy's face. Right. Honestly, I watched the game live, so I thought I, I thought he was dead, you know, because <laughs> he wasn't moving. Like I honestly thought he was dead, right? But he had to get stitches, and they had to treat him for a concussion. But that's, that obviously is not going to happen often. I've only seen that happen once, and like this compared to there. As I said, there are injuries, but you know, not comparable comparable to football. So,
0: well, here is the problem that I find after this, well, after what you just said. First, when it comes to football, players develop over time periods. Players that we have now are faster and quicker than they were 50 years ago. Here's what happens, technology also advances. So a lot of the new helmets that they have minimalize the likelihood of you getting a concussion. Second of all, it also depends on your position because if you play linebacker or running back, you're more likely to get a concussion or if you play lineman because it's more head to head collision, but if you're a quarterback, the likelihood of you getting a concussion is slimmer. Same with DBs, unless
1: if you're a safety. Wait, wait, wait. Have you had a concussion before?
0: Gordon? Have you had possibly. a Possibly. Con-
1: All right. What do you mean possibly?
0: I don't, because I never got checked. I oh. never got knocked to the point where I was actually concussed.
1: Oh. All right. But it depends
0: on the position that you're wearing. I played tight end and I played left tackle. Left tackle. Most of the times if you are on a passing team, you're just doing uh kick slides to the left side of the field to for the blindsiding of the quarterback. So technically speaking, I never had one officially documented. I possibly could have a minor one, could have had a minor one, but we don't know because I never got knocked to the point of unconsciousness. Now, do I aware am I aware of the fact that Football is a rough sport and you're more likely to get injured. Yes, but most people who come to the sport understand that. It's like a person who works in a land field or who does um, mining, they're more likely to die on the job than someone who is a banker or a stockbroker. There's more risk involved. And a lot of people who play these sorts of sports understand that there is a risk involved so that is why I like football it brings out the aggression at any individual you can release that anger that is inside of you if you have any release all that aggression that is inside of you with soccer it's too finicky for me sometimes they flop all yeah, the yeah, time yeah. It's like, uh, you know more. <laughs> like, Neymar is horrible. Yes.
1: Yeah. I
0: I don't like that. I like smash-mouth football. It depends on the person as well because a lot of my coaches are old school, so they like the f- smash-mouth football. And then there are people like me who like a mixture of both because they're just different types. Because if you play out west coast, it's more fast-paced, all-throwing. But if you play down in Texas in the south, it's more smash-mouth and if you play up east in or the Midwest, it's definitely more lineman based if we're talking about regions in the States. So there's different style types in football that I like. I do believe Madden's better than FIFA in regards to video games. We have a league now. The only people you really have is what? Like the YouTubers probably play more FIFA than Madden because you have like KSI. He doesn't do any anymore. but I think you have also, what's his name? Is he in a No, he's not a side man, bro. It's, uh, does, is it Calix who does it?
1: Oh, Calix? Calix, he I'm used to. I, no, I think. I think he did. I, I never watched him, so. Oh, and,
0: but, I know Chris MD used to do it a lot. Yeah. So, you have that on lock, but you want to dispute that, you can kindly go ahead.
1: Well, for FIFA, I, I have FIFA, I have Madden too. So, I, you know, I like both games. So, I mean, whatever sport you like, I guess, is obviously going to be the game you're probably going to play anyway. So, the video game aspect, I think, would tie in with the which sport you like. But, and they're both made, Madden, FIFA, both by EA. So, I mean, they did a, it's basically soccer and football, right? So, Madden has ultimate team, FIFA has ultimate team, FIFA has career mode, Madden has career mode, right? So
0: Depends on what you think is better for career mode, though, because I heard people say FIFA is better for career mode, but I know that Madden just stepped it up this year with Madden 19.
1: So, Madden 18, I did career mode for, like, two weeks, and then I just didn't enjoy it anymore, right? But other than that, I've only played really FIFA career mode. I haven't even touched Madden 19 yet. So, that's all I know. You know FIFA Career Modes. I know a little bit of Madden 18, as I said, but I don't, I haven't even played Madden 19. I don't play that much. Probably gonna buy it eventually, but you know,
0: you might as well buy it now because Boxing Week, thirty bucks. So we talked about that. I checked the Bleacher Report, and they did an article. It was written by David Weber approximately seven years ago so it is certified and he gave us 10 reasons why football is the best sport in the world number 10 is tailgating now if you don't know what tailgating is basically you wait outside the parking lot before the game goes and everybody makes a whole bunch of different foods so it's basically like a puttluck there's also games and activities for the kids different things sometimes the players come down and you can get your jersey signs so basically is a community that's why i said about football football is very communal different states have different ways of doing tailgating and coming together also my friend shane as he mentioned on the show when he was here that when football comes to town it shuts down the whole town so if you, for example, if you're in Ajax, say if my school, Ajax High, were to face Pickering. Everybody in Ajax wouldn't be at home on Friday night. They would come watch a game. I know back when I played, we could barely get flies to watch our game. But it's not because we were trash. It's just people weren't interested in football. But tailgating shows the community. The weather, the food is amazing. If you go down to the south, make sure you hit Louisiana, go to the New Orleans tailgating or the Death Valley tailgating. It's not actually scary, don't worry. But it's for the University of Louisiana. I would recommend you guys go to the college ones more so than the NFL ones because the food there is ridiculous. I watched some videos about that. So there's tailgating in regards to that. I already mentioned that football is a chess match. The other games are checkers. But what you want to know is, is the underdog story. Now, with football, there's a lot more underdog stories than there is in soccer, in my opinion. Because Drew, not Drew B's, Kurt Warner, considered him one of the best of all time, came to the St. Louis Rams in the late 90s. And he wasn't even on the team right away. He used to be a stock boy at a grocery store, and then he tried out, and he ended up making the cut and bringing them to the Super Bowl and winning. Thomas Brady, even though I despise him with all my being, (laughs) not literally, I don't even know the guy, but just in regards to the (laughs) realm of sports, he was not a starter. He was picked late in the draft. Couldn't even... He runs slow. So slow that my seven-year-old cousin could probably outrun this guy. And he knows it too. But Tom Brady, after Drew Besto, went injured, came in, and then he brought them to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady brought them to the Super Bowl and started a whole dynasty that everybody who watches football despises. So, Emmanuel, if you have any points many any rebuttals?
1: Feel free to say so. All right, I will. Um, you said about the underdog. Like in soccer, you know, there's lots of underdog stories because most, like, I'm not saying all of them, but quite a few came from like poor. They came from poverty. If you you know Manchester United and the striker Romelu Lukaku, he his how like he came for he slept on the floor on cement and stuff, right? So. For him to start from that and live through that, and now he's you know world-class striker. And then you have, as I said earlier in the podcast, Sadio Mane, who literally had nothing. He never had cleats. He didn't have the proper jerseys. He never had the shorts, proper shorts. And now he's professional. And then you have Luis Suarez, who used, who used to be, if you know him he from yeah, Uruguay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to be a street sweeper, used to sweep the street. Yeah. right. And now he's, as I said, he's an elite striker now. Right, so most and then Alexis Sanchez, he he when he in, um, um he's from Chile. Yeah. Almost forgot. Um, he electricity his mom's house it was illegal. He illegally had it wired to their mom's house because they they couldn't afford okay. electricity. Right, and then some players they grew up in some really bad parts. If you know Cuadrado, his he had to sit on the floor because they were afraid that if he sat on the couch, a stray bullet would catch him and he would die, right? So, he sat on the floor. So, I'm not saying that they don't happen in football because I've a, heard...
0: There's
1: a lot. Yeah. Especially with the blind side with Michael Orr. I've se- seen that movie multiple times. I'm not saying it doesn't happen in football, but it happens in soccer as well. So, and then, you know, sports brings everyone together. Like, hockey, you know, baseball, soccer, football. Like, it it brings everyone together. As I said, like in Brazil, when World Cup's on, the streets quiet. Everyone's inside watching. Unless they score, then it's not quiet. Everyone's screaming and you know cheering and shouting. So, but you know, you're not going to see people playing outside. Everyone's inside watching soccer, or they call it football. So, I don't think they have tailgating, as they said, as Darius said, but. It's not tailgating, obviously, but it's still, you know, communal as well as football. So
0: there's that, but I think football rivalries are better. I do believe that wholeheartedly. We have the Raiders versus the Steelers. That still goes on to this day, but it's not as prominent. I would say Steelers and Pats are the new ones now, the Patriots. Redskins and Cowboys are, are a rivalry. Cowboys and Eagles are a rivalry. And I say this because I'm a Cowboys fan, as I said multiple times on the show, and majority of my family on my mom's side are Eagle fans. So you know how the get-togethers go. I think all of our family members are fans of the NFC because you're a Bears fan. Yeah,
1: Trubisky, best QB in the league. They're going to win the Super Bowl this season, I called it. You heard it here first.
0: Uh, Yeah, we'll see. And then Uncle David and them are Eagle fans. And then Auntie Claudette's a Saints fan. So there's that. There's also the Packers and the Bears rivalry. There's Packers and the Vikings rivalry that goes on sometimes. There used to be a rivalry with the 49ers and the Seahawks. So the rivalries get into it so much. You can say the Giants and the Jets. The Battle of New York is another rivalry that goes on. So there's so many things that come into play. The thing is, football, everybody's into it. We started the whole fantasy thing. The whole fantasy league, that's football. We get credit attributed to it. Whether it be for college football or whether it be for the NFL, that's us right there. NBA didn't do it. The NHL started doing it. MLB might even do it. But I know football started that first. That's the first time we've heard of it. And the thing with football, because of fantasy, that helps people tune in as well. And the fact that it's only 16 weeks, now they pushed it to 17 weeks. For basketball, it has 82 games. Soccer is pretty much on every – I don't even know.
1: Yeah, it's on. All so, that. Premier League, they play – each team plays 38 games. And then, as I said, with the five major leagues – during the, like, regular season, unless it's Christmas break, sometimes they don't really play. They play. I know Premier League plays on Boxing Day. Manchester City played on Boxing Day, right? So there's usually when there's no holidays or anything and there's no poke cancellations or any, any game being postponed, there's usually soccer on almost every weekend with the five major leagues rather than football, which is, you know, each team plays once a week.
0: Yeah, but the thing with football, we have three days. So we have Sunday, we have Monday, and then we have Thursday. And then when it gets closer to the end to of the season, we switch it from Thursday to Saturday. And we cut out and we just make it Saturday and Sunday. The good thing about football only being 17 weeks is that you're really invested into it. You're invested in every single game, every time it's on, because... You hold it more close because you realize it's close to the end, especially when you hit this time of year, which is December, because you know it's the end. And even when it comes to the offseason, most people that are football fans are more invested into the offseason, looking at the NFL network to see what teams are doing what, following their favorite teams, looking at their PTAs and all that sort of stuff to see which team is going to be the best team of the year, that year. Soccer, I think, is more predictable with the teams because usually the best team always wins. The thing that's good about soccer and football is that it's just a one-game knockout thing, unlike basketball, which is a seven-game series or baseball or hockey because usually the best team wins out of that series. But with football, what I do like is the fact that yeah, it's a one-game knockout. So you're always involved with the involved in the game and you're always looking to see who the best team is. And this year has been so unpredictable. I could anyone from any team who's in the playoff hunt could say that their team is winning. And I would agree with them. I could say the Seahawks could win. I could say the Bears could win. Hopefully not. I could say the Cowboys could win. I could say the Chargers could win. Uh the Chiefs could win. It's an even and fair game. The Patriots are not even at the top. And that's a shocker to me because they're basically like the golden state of the NFL. Is there anything that you would like to say in the world?
1: I mean, it's true. Like, what you said kind of true when you said that the best teams usually win. that Because it, there's upsets where that one year when Leicester City won, which no one thought. I definitely did not think they would come top five, but they won the league. So... <laughs> That was a shocker, but right now top of the table for the Premier League, for example, Liverpool, and then I don't I'm not even sure who's second right now. I know Manchester City was second, but I'm not sure anymore. But it's yeah, the top of the league is usually the best teams, even in you know, Germany in Serie A, which is Italy, with Juventus at the top still. So I agree when you said fo- football is more unpredictable because to win back to back that's, like, really, really, really hard. Or even to win and then do really well again, that's hard. But in soccer, it's usually always, except for time Leicester did well, usually always one of the top teams, or Manchester United, you know, they're not doing well right now, but they got rid of Mourinho, so newly for them. But as United, Tottenham, Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, right? So it's usually one of the top teams that win. Right, but you know, you the, they have the best play. They have like the best players in the world, and as you said, with the knockout, I like it like that rather than baseball and football, where it's best of seven. But the thing I don't like about soccer is the penalty shootouts. Where if it's a tie regular time, then they go to extra time. I don't think penalty shootout is the best way to you know decipher which team is better because.
0: This could be luck.
1: Yeah, it's pretty much luck. If the goalie goes the right way or he doesn't go the right way, I don't think that should determine whether they win the World Cup or if as, they don't win the World Cup. As
0: with football, it's basically if the game is tied, and at the end of the fourth, you go OT. And then so either the first team to get in the end zone or make a serious stop wins the game. So you keep going. And I think uh, it was my favorite team in the SEC, which is LSU. Versing the ATM, Texas ATM. And they were the highest scoring football game ever. It went up to 72-74 in favor of ATM. No, Texas A&M, sorry, not ATM. Texas A&M because it just kept going, kept on going. And it was, I like those games where it goes to overtime and it keeps on going, keeps on going until we an abrupt end. Welcome to Wrap It Up, DD, where I wrap up and I sum up the show for you. So here we go. We talked about soccer versus football and why this is such a great matchup today for the best or for the title for the best sport in the world. I made some good points about football. Emmanuel made some good points about soccer so it's up for you to decide who won you can dm me and let me know and i'll talk about it on my next episode but before we go like i said i'm gonna start doing a lot more questions for my guests here so you can get a better understanding of that person and you get to connect to them on another level and get a different understanding of them so here we go we're gonna go with rapid fire quick questions with dd the Slick Shooters. So, Emmanuel, Neymar or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Reebok or Puma? Puma. Soccer or football? <laughs> so- soccer. <laughs> Basketball or tennis? Basketball. Raptors or Boston?
1: Raptors.
0: <laughs> Raptors all day. Which one makes sense because he's the host of the Raptors. No, 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 no. The Jurassic Park 101. Actually, another quick question. What made you change the name of the show?
1: Because the rap is rant, I thought, well, to me, I thought it was boring, right? I thought Jurassic Park, you know, because they have it downtown where I would, I thought that was more reasonable to use, so yeah.
0: Okay, so that's the reason. So Toronto or New York?
1: Toronto. Yeah, Toronto. (laughs)
0: LA or San Diego? LA. The States or Canada? Canada. Africa or Europe? Europe. Liverpool or Manchester?
1: Manchester. <laughs> I don't even
0: know. Okay, Xbox or PlayStation?
1: Okay, well, you see, I have an Xbox, <laughs> right?
0: But
1: So, I had an Xbox, right? What on, uh, on.
0: story time? Yep.
1: <laughs> okay, so, a few years ago, around, what, 2017, right? So, I asked my daddy, yeah, can I can have an Xbox, and I'm like, all right. So, right? so why I wanted an Xbox, because... I assumed, which I was wrong, I thought the PS4 was way more expensive, right? So I was like, okay, I'll just get that, right? But in the end, with plus we got a bundle with FIFA 17, and we got controller, and let's just say it wasn't cheaper, right? So then, yeah, and then all my friends got a PS4, right? So, like, I have some friends who have Xbox One, but well, most of them got PS4, right? My close friends got a PS4, right? So I was like, ah, oh, I was kind of regretting it, right? And I the think that the worst part about it is if I could, if I, if EB games weren't so snake and it would give you full value for what you, what you, you know, what you purchase and it wouldn't like, you know, give you like 10 bucks for something that costed like $90, then maybe I would have traded in. But if I was to trade in the Xbox One S now, I'd probably get a good $7 for it. <laughs> something that costs, oh yeah, here's $7 for in store credit, right? So, I mean, it's too late now, and I'm not going to trade it in and get $7. bucks. i am not saying $7, but I'm you know. Just... All
0: that to say Xbox
1: or PlayStation. Yeah, so I have Xbox, so I'm going to go with Xbox. But if I had PlayStation, I'd say PlayStation. Okay, so Android or Apple? Android.
0: Burger King or McDonald's? McDonald's. Pizza Pizza or Pizza Hut?
1: Well... <laughs> <laughs> Pizza Hut, I like Pizza Hut more, but Pizza Pizza is near my house, so I go there way more often. So, you know, I eat there more. So I'd say Pizza Pizza, I guess.
0: Subway or Quiznos? Subway. KFC or Popeyes? Popeyes. Oh, yeah, that's the logical answer. KFC, well, depends. If you go to KFC in Jamaica or KFC, yeah, KFC in Jamaica or any other country besides, or any other continent besides, North America, it's better, but over here, especially
1: in Canada, it's You Yeah, the plaza in my house, they have a KFC with a piece of pizza. They have a sub with it. The, what I find with the KFC, is way more greasy. Yeah. I know, I, like, I, Popeye's... It's soggy, too. Bro. Yeah, and it's not, you it's know... Soggy, Popeye's is a bit more expensive, but I think you're getting... The quality of the chicken is better, so... What
0: well, you should try is Jolly Pizza.
1: Uh yeah, and they open near Kennedy Commons.
0: Yeah, if you're in the Scarborough area or the GTA area. Yeah, I
1: have never been there.
0: Greater Toronto area, the GTA. So, yeah, if you guys are in that area, check out Jolly Bee. Uh actually, I'm going to talk about it on my next episode for DD's Dee food Yelp review. So, you guys make sure you tune in for that and I'm going to do ask him a few more questions so you get to know him. So, we're going to go with this one. Christmas or Easter? Christmas. Taco Bell or El Paso? Taco Bell. Yo, Taco Bell actually is good, man. I actually tried it first time in five years since I stopped eating it this year, and it was life-changing.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's very, very good. I don't like the, you know, the hard shell. I don't like those. Those yeah. fall apart. <laughs>
0: yeah. you, you have to eat them right away because if you don't, it's going to be too soggy.
1: And then it just falls apart right yeah. in your hands.
0: So, would you rather Pepsi or Coca-Cola? Pepsi. Orange soda or grape soda? Grape. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fruits or vegetables? Fruit. And then we're gonna go with the last one. BMX or skateboarding?
1: Um, I'll probably go with BMX because I have skateboarding. I can't skateboard because of my balance. I can't balance on the skateboard. So
0: <laughs> actually, we got one more. Actually, I've got two more. Babe or Supreme? Supreme. And then I'm gonna save this one, Call of Duty or Fortnite.
1: jeez. Oh, <laughs> um huh. Well, okay. Well, Fortnite is more cartoon. Oh, it's, uh, it's more of a cartoon. It's not re- based on reality, obviously, as you can tell. Well, Call of Duty is more realistic. Yeah. So, sometimes too realistic. Yeah, that's true. And Fortnite sometimes is way too cartoony. You know. Yeah.
0: It's more for the younger kids.
1: Yeah. Like one time I was playing. Someone sniped, and I swear the butt didn't even hit me, and I died. Like, I swear it didn't hit me, but...
0: So which one would you prefer? Call of Duty. All right. And actually, I lied. Actually, I didn't lie, but I got an idea. This is the number one question, and I'm probably going to ask a lot of my future guests, so guys, prepare for this one. Disney or Nickelodeon?
1: Um...
0: We're talking about overall. We're not talking about specifically cartoons or stuff like that. Because right. if it's cartoons, I think Cartoon Network beats everybody.
1: Yeah. So, I'd have to say Disney because,
0: huh, Disney. Yo, I'm saying Disney. For me, I'm saying Disney.
1: Like, you know, Disney Channel was pretty lit back in the day, you know. i not, not going to lie. I'm telling right? you. So, Nickelodeon have some good shows, you know.
0: Yeah. But
1: Spongebob. That was that was yeah uh, yeah that you know, was but, childhood pretty much.
0: But if we're gonna talk about overall, I'm saying Disney because yeah, Disney, Disney had overall. better movies. Nickelodeon doesn't have a better movies. Like their movies alone beats out Nickelodeons. If you are talking about live action TV shows, you have that So Raven. You have uh, Hannah Montana. You have uh, I'm listening a lot right now. You have Cory in the House. You have all these different shows. Lizzie McGuire. Um, Phil of the Future, all these different shows for live actions, and then you have good cartoons like Recess.
1: So overall, I'd say Disney's Oh Recess that was a great, great show. If but- we're
0: talking about cartoons, I'd say Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. But overall, because live action, they the shows that I can mention for Nickelodeon that are good is all of that. Uh, I'm pretty sure Drake and Josh, Keenan and Kel. The Amanda Bine show and the Nick Cannon show, iCarly.
1: For Disney, my favorite movie, like not even only out of Disney, but of all time, The Lion King. The best animated movie I've ever seen, hands down. Remake coming
0: out next year. Oh really? Yeah. You didn't see the trailer? No. What? I, what? Like, where did you live? <laughs> was you Star Patrick Barber. Star? You can, what? Man. It's like it was I didn't know about this. It was training for a month. Wait, no, what, my, what? On YouTube. My mom knows about that. <laughs> what? So it was on Facebook. It's on, it's everywhere. They're making a remake a live action one. So they're doing that with Dumbo and Aladdin, Aladdin as well. And they're making another toy story. Then they have Avengers 4. So Disney is snapping this year.
1: Okay, I didn't know about the Lion King, but that's my favorite movie. And what I didn't realize with the Lion King until like grade twelve, I, it was it's Hamlet. It's pretty much Hamlet because you know with the king and then oh yeah
0: yeah 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 You're it's pretty
1: yeah, yeah his brother killing the thing. So it's pretty much Hamlet. So I think that that helped me in, with, with with English in grade twelve. It helped me a lot.
0: It's a very because Hamlet Shakespeare in general. Some people who were in his time period said that he wasn't the best of all time, it's just that he has so much work, and it's so impactful, and it lasts so much generation. because, like, he wrote those stuff in the 1500s, and we still have to read it mandatory. Yeah. So, so he's a, in my eyes, he's a literary genius, and Hamlet is one of my favorite acts of his, and then, I think my dad's favorite one is Macbeth. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure you said that one. That one's cool, too. I like that one.
1: Now he did Romeo, Juliet, in Grade 9, and then Um, Hamlet in grade 12.
0: All right, so it's been a pleasure with this episode, making this episode with the one and only Emmanuel, host of the Jurassic Park 101. So go ahead and plug your social media one last time and leave the audience with one remark.
1: All right, so as I said, JP 101, Jurassic Park, and Jurassic Park, the Jurassic Park 101 show, I'm on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes. The anchor app, if you use that, and Pocket Casts. Um. So yeah, you interested in the Raptors? Stop by. Probably release another episode either no tomorrow for sure tomorrow. So yeah, interesting. Stop by, you know, leave five stars to help promote the channel or the show. Exactly.
0: So any final remarks?
1: Uh, soccer is better than football.
0: Ah, uh, that's a lie. thank you for coming on the show, Emmanuel. It was much appreciated. Thank you you for having me. No problem, no problem. Pleasure's online. We're actually going to make this a series, so hopefully in the summer when Emmanuel's off of school and I'm off of school, we can do another one of two different sports. Uh, We can probably say boxing. I'll choose boxing. You choose MMA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll do that as well. So make sure you guys subscribe to this podcast, my podcast, talking about the DD Fuego show, okay? Make sure you subscribe to it on whatever platform you want to use it, preferably PocketCast. And if you guys want to do me another favor, another solid, make sure you share this with your family and friends. If you share, you care. As the outro goes, you already know. Don't be lame. Ignite your flame. This is the boy, Darius D, host of the D.D. Fuego Show, signing off once again with Emmanuel. And... So we will return soon. Just chill, just chill, just chill till the next episode.